Hello, Bubba. Kenneth, great to talk to you, man. Great uh, to see you as well. Yep, welcome back to episode two of The Purple Couch. Sit back, relax, and listen to me and Kenneth talk today about martyrs of the church is today's topic. Um, but let's start out with some uh, some high-low GOGs, which is something me and Kenneth like to do, where we say the high point of our week, uh, the low point of our week, and we also reveal a glimpse of God that we've had in the last week. Uh, so, Kenneth, I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, what was your high this week? My high this week was probably I got off of school. We both did. Um, just the end of the first semester was... It was good to have. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, um, hmm. I don't know about Lowe's, though. Probably this morning I wasn't feeling too hot okay. because of my head was hurting a little bit, but then we got a nice quick nap in. So that, was, that, was, that was good. Um, and then my glimpse of God. Um, I went around the other day with my girlfriend to just see lights in neighborhood because Hillis Park was closed. Uh, well, not closed, but there was a lot of people there. Um, and so I just got to see just lights at different people's houses that we drove by. And one of them was just like this massive crash scene. Um, and those, those always just make me so happy to see, like, people actually wanting to have a crash scene in their front yard. I love that. Explain what that is. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm confused. So, the crash is, like, the major scene. Okay, I got you. Um, that's what I thought you were, that's what just, I was like, that's what I kind of, like, figured you were saying, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um. So, just those. Or, like, the big signs that say joy, and then in the O, they have the nativity scene in them. Yeah. I think those are really cool. Yeah. But That's cool. How about you, Bubba? Um, well, I mean, I think I have to agree on the high. Um, it was nice to, uh, nice to finish up exams. I did surprisingly well on my geometry exam, which I was not expecting. Um, you love to see it. Um, I guess my low... I, don't know. I mean, I played, I had a lesson today, a golf lesson, and it didn't go as well as I wanted it to. And, uh, I don't know, I just, I didn't, I didn't have like my best game today. So you, you, you hate to see it, but I got a long Christmas break to work on it. So it'll improve. Um, so low, yeah. I guess, is just golf games, not where I need it to be right now. Um, but my GOG, I, uh, was playing this game today called Shell Shockers, and it's a, uh, it's like a first person shooter video game, but instead of like people, it's eggs. So it's like a ton of little eggs running around with like shotguns trying to kill each other. And uh, everyone has like their own name. And the one kid's name was Jesus Saves. And like, I'd never seen that. And like, I was like, wow, like that's so powerful. Like this kid's playing like a, like a stupid cartoon egg shooter game. And he decided to make his name Jesus Saves. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, that's my GOG. Kind of was like, that was kind of, I feel like that was kind of like God, like kind of reminding me that like in times of struggle, <laughs> Like when you're getting shot by other eggs, Jesus saves, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's one way to look at it, for sure. Jesus saves. Yeah. Saves the egg. Oh. That was so bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, if it's not, if you don't have corny oh. jokes, it's not a good podcast. 
Exactly. Um, so should we get to today's topic, martyrs? I said I we get into it. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was so, I was researching the first. I know the first martyr, St. Stephen, we talked about in Mrs. Struckoff's theology class. The first martyr, St. Stephen, died in 36 AD Jerusalem, was stoned to death. Um, so I thought what was cool I thought about him was, like, he probably actually, like, experienced Jesus. Like, he probably, I don't, because, like, you said it in Jerusalem. And, like, so I'm assuming this guy, like, yeah. you know, he may, he, like, I don't know if he knew him on, a, like, a, they probably weren't best friends, but, like, like this man knew Jesus, like he had experienced Jesus miracles and like had come to know him. And like, I feel like that's really powerful. Like I, I can't even imagine what it would be like to actually like experience Jesus for real. Like, and then, yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, he like what he had seen from Jesus, like was, was powerful enough that he would rather die than um, like revoke his Catholic faith. So I think that's, that's super powerful. And like, Honestly, if there's any martyrs listening, like shout out to you because uh, you died for your faith. So, um, oh yeah, I mean, I guess they're dead, but, uh, um, but well, yeah, that possible future martyrs. Fu- yeah, if there's any future know. martyrs listening, uh, uh, much praise to you. Um, Indeed. Like I don't, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like, like when I when I think about martyrs personally, I think about like. I always like to think that like I'd have the courage, right? Like I always think like, yeah, I could do that. Like I could, I would stand up for my faith, but like, yeah, that's always the question. I'm a hundred percent sure that like, if I actually like was in that position, no way. Like I just wouldn't be able to, like, I'm not, I, just, I like to think that sometimes I like to think that I'm strong in my faith, but I know that I'm not that strong in my faith. Or, like I wouldn't be able to do that. Like, and at least yeah. not right now, maybe there'll, maybe there'll be a point in my life where like, God really is the only thing that matters to me. And I will be able to like, it would I would have the conviction to be able to say that, but like right now I would just like, like if you're in a position where it was like we're gonna torture you a ton and we're gonna kill you unless you say these couple words that you like revoke God and like you say he's not real, it's like so easy like you could just you say five words and you're completely out of it right, so yeah it's, it doesn't make sometimes it like it doesn't make sense to me like why don't you just like do what it got to do to get out of it right and then just go pray to God. Like, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't mean it, God, but like what they did is, is so powerful and, and they're all in heaven now, which I guess is cool. Um, but I know personally yeah. I couldn't do that, you know? So I have so much respect for every saint that's given their life um, for God, because like, I know that I would never be able to do that. Yeah. I think my thing always is so like St. Stephen is the, like, who we regard as like the first martyr but then if you look at like church legend so there's the saint called saint dismas who's the penitent thief the thief that was on the i think it was the left side of jesus when jesus was on the cross um and he was the one that said remember um like remember me when you go into your king come into your kingdom um and so that's just legend. But theoretically, if like we don't know his actual name, but Dismas is what his, he's like heard as um, or like named as. And so his brother is theoretically the other thief that was on the cross. And they were two zealots, um, two thieves that like were trying to bring down Rome. Um, and so they were these radical 
Jews that wanted to bring death and destruction to Rome uh, because they had taken over Jerusalem. And so he rebuked his brother and said, like, for Christ and was like, I will die for this man. Uh, and so I guess it's not completely martyrdom, but it's like, it's the exact. It's like the exact opposite of like what we think of like when we're like yes, like of someone revoking their faith. This is someone claiming their faith. Yeah. Like, even I would I would even argue to say like more than a martyr would because like a martyr has been like has been preparing for this all their life. Like they have been this faith filled person that ultimately wants to die for their faith and like is willing to die for their faith whereas the thief is coming to this realization while he's dying perfect timing like, you know yeah, perfect perfect timing seriously <laughs> is. he's just like no remember me i have faith in you now like i see this and it's just like for all we know he could have just been like I'm trying to piss off his brother. Like, <laughs> hey, shut up. Just a little, a little sibling rivalry <laughs> came into it play. It worked out for him in the end. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I think you could, I think you could put that under the category of martyrdom. I would too. Um, but, again, it's legend. Who doesn't love a good legend? Who doesn't, you know, you gotta enjoy a good, a good legend. Um, so I'm, look, I'm looking at some right now. I'm looking, I'm looking for the craziest way someone has been uh, martyred. We got St. Lawrence was grilled to death in 258 AD. Um, just burned him over a fire. Pressed to death. Pressed? Oh, like two rocks? It looks like that what they he mean? was just like on the floor and they put a ton of, like a cardboard on him and a ton of weight and they pressed him to death like a panini. Okay. Um, he got clubbed to death. You got beheaded, obviously. Good old beheaded, obviously. Uh, cruci- crucified. Beheaded. Death by skinning. Like filleted? <laughs> like. <laughs> turn that man into a like just... no. <laughs> turn... Don't do it for It says, oh, St. Bar- Bartholomew. Uh, among the 12 apostles of Jesus, born in Canaan, uh, mm-hmm. often referred to as a true Israelite. Few accounts of his life were recorded, yet it is known that he and St. Jude uh, went to Armenia, also known as modern-day Turkey, to spread the word of God. And, yeah, I guess he was, like, I guess they, like, removed all of his skin, is what it appears, uh, which also sounds pretty bad. Joan of Arc was burned yeah. at the stake. Um, I always think, uh, oh, who was it? I can never remember the name of the saint. But he was burned alive, didn't die from burning. And so he wasn't martyred like being burnt at the stake, but instead he was being he was martyred by being pierced with a spear. I feel, I've heard a couple of stories like that where they, there was like I feel, I feel like there was someone where there was like multiple attempts to kill them and they weren't they weren't dying. Who was that? Yeah. Was that St. Lucy possible? Because uh, I know St. Lucy, they ended up plucking her eyes out. Lucy, they plucked her eyes out. Um, I forget which one of the St. 
like if it was a Saint Teresa or Saint Teresa, but she got she was burned at the stake, didn't die, and then was burned at the stake again. I think <laughs> they tried twice, um, and just God God wouldn't let her die. Oh, let's see, burnt alive, but not hmm, six saints that just would not die. Let's see, uh, Saint Dennis was beheaded, um, and. Then something miraculous happened. He didn't die. The story goes that he picked up his head and started preaching. That's some conviction right there for the Lord. Um, yeah, I, pagans I, were dumbfounded I have, and allowed. My to head may not be attached to my body, but I will still preach <laughs> the good word. He made it six man. miles. Six miles before he died. Oh my gosh. Oh, John the Apostle. Um, he was arrested, arrested and sentenced to death by the authorities. Um, he was plunged into boiling hot oil in front of a crowd of spectators at the Coliseum. So, they like, fried him. They fried him like chicken. <laughs> John the chicken. Oh gosh. Um, some fried. He was some, able some to fried Saint the, John for dinner. My gosh. Dear Lord, cannibalism. The Romans. They were so weird. Like. You've got the Colosseum, where you would just watch people kill one another. Oh, gosh. Or you would watch bullfight. Terrible. Or just anything. And then you have them also frying people in a vat of oil. Um, and then the Romans were furious he wouldn't die. And so they banished him to, to the islands of Patmos, which is where he wrote Revelation, which <laughs> great eschatological book. We, we love the eschatology. Oh, we love it. We um, love it. But... It was St. Polycarp. That's who it was. He was a bishop of Smyrna? Smyra? Smyrna? I don't know. (laughs) Um, For 87 years. And then he he was a a disciple of the Apostle John. Before, I'm guessing, he was thrown to a vat of oil. Ooh, let's see. In the writings, the martyrdom of St. Polycarp, it is explained... As the flame ba- blazed forth in great fury, we, to whom it was given to witness it, beheld a great miracle, and have been preserved that we might report to others what they took pl- what then took place. For the fire shaping itself into the form of an arch, like the sail of a st- f- sail of a ship, so like it surrounded him. Oh my gosh! Um, and when when filled with the wind, encompassed as by a circle the body of the martyr. So like. He was just in a column of flames, but not being engulfed in them. How, how can you not believe in God at that point? Seriously. Like, if you're sin- sitting there, you're just like, huh. Huh. That's weird. <laughs> so he, That's weird. So he even smelled nicely because they put frankincense. They put frankincense into, oh, no. It just smelled. The fire just smelled like frankincense. They didn't even put it in. Like it just started to smell like frankincense. Um, frankincense so smells good. so good, by the way. I love frankincense. I love the smell of frankincense so much. I've got a frankincense oil for my oil diffuser. Ooh. Top notch, I gotta notch. say. And so they pierced him with a lance, which a soldier was able to do successfully. <laughs> At least he can stab someone right. That's good. <laughs> yeah. One person that truly cheated death, though, Saint Elijah. Hmm. 
Tell me about him. So, you, you know, a lot. So he's never, we never consider him a saint because he wasn't actually Catholic. Um, but Elijah, the prophet mm. from the old Testament, he rose up to heaven on a fiery chariot. So well, that's pretty cool. Man didn't die. He just was, he just got on a hot fiery chariot with Elisha, his successor, just watching him. I just picture him looking back, just like he's like in this fiery chariot going up to heaven, just, just like turns back around, looks down at earth, just gives him like a peace sign. It's like, peace out, homies. I'm going up to heaven now. It's all up from here, boys. I'm all the way up. Uh, <laughs> nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, martyrs, the martyrs are like, they have real conviction, man. I could never do do it like what they did. Just looking at the, like, these aren't martyrs, but, like, just ways that people cheated, like, seemingly cheated death in the Old Testament new topic entirely but like it's so cool like daniel man is thrown into a pit of lions doesn't die and then goes off and lives the rest of his life preaching about god um elijah of course uh david slinging a rock at a giant (laughs) Like, you can't tell me that's not cool. Oh, my gosh. Like, you have a sling and a stone. Launch it. And, and he just falls. That's, a, that's such an amazing He's story. Like, I love that one. That's like the one that, like, your teacher made you watch in, in class as a kid. With VeggieTales. Yes. <laughs> I remember VeggieTales. Veggie Don't tales, get me VeggieTales were my life, man. Which one are you? Are you the, I love the are you the tomato or are you the cucumber? I'm. I personally am the cucumber. Okay, because you're like tall, taller. And my older okay. sisters. Yeah, my older sister's the tomato, mainly because she just lost. Okay, but I think I'm also gonna take cucumber then, because I'm a lot like you and physically, and also I, I don't think I'm like it. I don't like tomatoes, so. I definitely think your sister would identify more as Bob. But <laughs> it's all right. Isabel's totally Bob. Isabel's definitely Bob. Isabel's got to come on he one is. time. She's got to come on the podcast. I think she'd like it. She does. Yeah. We'll bring her on. Bring her on. Gosh, I remember what was but, your what was your fondest memory of we're talking about uh now that we're on the topic of veggie tales, what was like your fondest memory from like grade school, like before Shamanad? Just in yeah. general. Ooh. Mine was all mine always have to do with track. So for us, track was like this thing where if you were on it, it was kind of like a like a club, mm-hmm. but it was like a the probably the most tight knit group of people in your class normally. But it was all the athletic kids, so it was like all the athletic kids, but make it more family oriented, which was really cool. Um, it's a lot like cross country, like the vibe of cross country for high school, than like track high school, um, and so probably sixth grade i like by the end of sixth grade i just started to not be awkward anymore and so i like would go and be friends with girls and so just like 
becoming friends with the girls on the track team was so fun because That's like so cool. we finally had something in common. Like track was something we finally had in common that like I was obsessed with and they were at least then obsessed with. And so like we could just goof around because like it wasn't like it was taken seriously. But it's kind of like Shamanon Theater where like it's taken seriously, but also like during the practices or like during for, like shows during a rehearsal you goof off as much as you want, as long as, like, you're getting work done. It's yeah, okay. totally. But I, those were always always good memories. Totally, totally, that, totally, totally. From sixth to eighth grade, really, was – I loved doing that. I feel that, too, like, breaking out of the yeah. shell. Like, I feel like in fourth grade, there's a lot of kids I just was kind of beefing with. I just didn't get along with very well. And then in middle school, I started to, like, hang out with the girls more. And I just remember there was, there was one time I was at, like – I was in the youth house – and it was, like, right after Luke 18, which is the seventh grade retreat. And, like, a lot of the kids that just went on the retreat come back. Like, they came back for the first, like, like the meeting after. And uh, so there's a group of, like, girls walked in. And I just walked over and started talking to them just, like, casually. Some, some of my good friends. And then, like, I went back over to, like, the guys who were, like, playing foosball. And one friend just looked at me and he goes, he was, like, hey, he was like, hey, Bubba, how do you talk to girls like that? And I'm, like, it's not that hard, man. Like, if they're easier to talk to than guys, like <laughs> – that's it really is. That's big bad. Now that now that I'm in high There's school, a I, totally was, I kind of miss or... having girls with me in school sometimes. Like, I sometimes I need like a like a feminine outlook on something. So I usually go to my sister now. But yeah, I do miss having girls in school. That's gonna be ni- that's what's gonna be nice about college. Is like there will still be there will be some girls in my class. <laughs> yeah, that I can like. I don't. Because what I've always noticed is that girls ask the questions that guys don't want to ask, and guys ask the questions that girls totally. don't want to ask. Girls ask, like, the the questions that will, like, make a project perfect, where, like, the little things, those tiny details that the guys miss. But then the guys seem to always think about, like, what's the overall thing? Like, what's that big picture about the project that, like, is just getting missed if you think too much about the little details, you know? Totally. I see what you're saying there. I think you're right. I think like working on a project with girls was always like they definitely had like different viewpoints. Um, and some of my best yeah. friends are still girls, which is cool. And everyone, all the youth group girls are also like super awesome to talk to and everything. So, um, Kenneth, Christmas is Christmas is just around the corner. And uh, I don't. We probably maybe we'll like have this episode and one more before Christmas. So maybe this time we rank our favorite Christmas songs. And then next time we rank our favorite Christmas movies. Ooh. I so, like that. uh, I like uh, let's that. go, let's go top four Christmas songs. I'll let you start and we'll, uh, we'll All crown right. a champion. All right. So we'll do the way we'll do this is I'll pick one, then you pick one and that will be one matchup. Yeah. And then we'll just go down and then just make like, like a little bracket. A little bracket. Right? A little bracket. I'll put them. I'll, I'll, I'll fill it in. Fill in the bracket, and then we'll just do the matchup. So my first pick okay. is gonna have to be "Mary, Did You Know," but the pentatonic okay. version. I, I know what you're. I know exactly what you're saying, and that's gonna be hard to beat. It's a good one. All right. All right. Let's see. What's it, what's Bro, the matchup for that one? Bubba? I have to steal, it. and it's like. It has over 800 million streams on Spotify. It's by the wonderful Mariah Carey. Kenneth, 
All I want for Christmas is you. Such a good song. That that's a good song. Oh. All right, I gotta go with White Christmas. It's a good one. And you, you know why? You know why? It's so good. I'm dreaming of a white. <laughs> I can't sing. You probably sing a lot better than I can. But there was one kid in my class that was always super good at singing, and I I like, all the girls liked him very much. So. I have my days. I've got a couple couple good singing days here and there. Yeah. Um, so up against White Christmas, um, I'm picking all like basic stuff, I guess. I'm going with uh I go with the Biebs, Justin Bieber, Mistletoe. Ooh. A, I think that might be my favorite Christmas song right now at least. That is that is pretty good. I I gotta go with if we're thinking contemporaries. Damn it. I was going to go with that next cannon. Oh, <laughs> stole it, man. Oh, that was my next pick. Oh, now I got to figure out what I'm going to do. Oh, gosh. Dang that it. One that hits. one hits. That's even, hits that might hard. be better. Those two, I love that we got the two contemporaries. Oh, and those are like my two favorites right now. Yeah. Okay. So now I got I to pick one now, right? Shoot. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with... Uh, the Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Rock. Okay. It's a classic. My grandparents. It's from. My grandparents have like a a Santa that dances to it. And he just like shakes his hips. <laughs> I can it's picture great. that. And, uh, I, my, the, the image in my mind is very funny. All right. And finally, we'll, we'll go with. We'll go with, with a pretty good one. Elvis sometimes sing, sings this Melakaliki Maka. That is a good one. I like that one. Isn't that's from like a uh, Hawaii, right? It's like it's the island yep. away to say Merry Christmas. Yep. Okay. Elvis sometimes sings it. Bing Crosby sometimes. I'm gonna have to put that up against Last Christmas. Ooh. Ooh. It's a uh, it's a classic. And it's uh, it's heart wrenching to be honest. It really really is really is it, it's a true true love battle. Really is. Yeah. All right, saying. so what are our four matchups? All right, so first we've got Mary Did You Know versus All I Want for Christmas Is You. Um, I mean, I think if you just look at which one's more popular, I think it has to be um, All I Want for Christmas Is You. But I I really like Mary Did You Know, especially the Pentatonix one is very good. Um. And based on the vocals alone of Pentatonics, I even though it was not my pick, I think it's going against what a lot of people would think. You know, a lot of people like don't want to see all of Christmas you go out this early, but I think we got to kick it out. So I think I, think I have to, to give it to Pentatonics. So. That's that's what we love to hear. Mary, did you know? I definitely think is the superior in that matchup. All right, the next one we have is White Christmas. Against mistletoe, I'm going JB. JB mistletoe. I'm yeah. going JB. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's so good. I love myself a white Christmas, but Justin Bieber, man, oh, I remember. It's... I think he was better. His old songs are better. I'm depend. It He's had some depend. good newer songs because now his newer songs are consistently quality but they're just kind of quality. 
Whereas his old songs, it was here's a hit, here's a hit, and then the rest are kind of yeah. just, eh. Isn't isn't I mean, the song now it's the song just, baby? Isn't that like the most disliked YouTube video? Yeah, but it's also one of the most liked. It's just got a ton of views. It has to have billions of views. That's crazy. There's no such no such press as bad press. So yeah. I mean, hey. Um. All right. And it's the Biebs. Yeah. Come on. I mean, it's the Biebs. All right. So, Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande or Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Rock just can't even compare. Like, it's not even a matchup. Like, I got to give it to Ariana Grande. It's it's Ari. It's Ari. Ari wins. It just just is. Also, hot take, Positions is Ariana Grande's best album. I don't know. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I th- Positions is a great song. Um, I don't know. There's one song on there that I think you know what I'm talking about. It's a little, a little bit a little much. Bit much. <laughs> okay, but it's so funny. It's so funny. It's a little bit much. It's a little bit much, but it's so funny. It's good. All right, last last matchup. There's a couple on there. That's a little much. Last matchup. We've got Melakaliki Maka. Versus Last mm. Christmas. This is this probably is a hard one. Think. I I like both a lot, and when I come on, when either of them come on, I sing my heart like out. Malaka so Kaliki Maka gives me like a sense of like peacefulness, where I feel like I'm kind of like vibing in the Christmas energy, and then like Last Christmas just like makes me like I don't know, makes me feel things. Kind of like curl up into a ball. Yeah, just, like, like under cry. a Christmas blanket with some Christmas cookies and cry. Ooh, but that those are also good vibes. That's yeah. the problem. I don't know, man. I'm gonna leave this up to you. What's the better Christmas? What's the better Christmas song? Because I think it's Melakaliki uh, Maka. I'll give it to yeah. I'll give it to yeah. Yeah. I think I think yeah. Last Christmas is so good, but I think as far right. as like Christmas vibes, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. All right, we'll do. We have. Four four songs to go up against each other finally. So we've got Mary Did You Know versus Mistletoe. Mm, that's some stuff again. It's another tough one. I hate to do it to Mary Did You Know, but Mistletoe. I, think I, think I also right personally give it to Mistletoe. I think Mistletoe. I think Mistletoe the wins that again. one. And then the Beebs does it again. And then we've got Santa Tell Me from Ariana Grande versus Melakaliki Mako. The thing is, I don't want the. I don't think I want two contemporary songs that are like really new. I want That's a classic against the contemporary in the finals. I want a classic, but yeah, Santa Tommy is really good. So, but I think Malika, I think I got to give it, it is, to. But I got to give it to Malikaliki Maka. Yeah, it makes me feel more. I'm really bad at pronouncing that. I'm like every time I just like avoid pronouncing it because I know you you do it better than I do. But yes, that one <laughs> that one is better. It's such a fun word. That, that one, the, the MK. MK. Yeah. Um. Uh, all right. Final matchup: Mistletoe by Justin Bieber versus Melakaliki Um. This is the most painful choice of my life. So why do we do this to ourselves, guys? <laughs> they're all good. Why can't they why can't we appreciate them. they're all good? That's that's true. My little brother and I were trying to figure out the most annoying Christmas song. We decided it was Santa yes. Baby, but even yeah. that's a good song. Yeah, there aren't many bad ones. 
That's the problem. But I think I think we have to crown a champion. We have to. We have to do it because we can't leave. We can't leave the we public do. couch listeners hanging on this. So, um, and I think it's the Biebs. It's the I, I really think it's the Biebs. It just is. Just it's is. The it's the Mistletoe, officially, by purple couch, de- purple couch decree. Mistletoe is the best Christmas. According song. to the Purple Couch podcast, the Mistletoe by Justin Bieber is the best Christmas song. And I you know what? I wholeheartedly agree. I think we made a great choice there. I you I really think, can't go wrong. When you yeah, put on Mistletoe. I mean, we, picked, we picked eight great songs, you know. And all of them will be added to my playlist. Any one of them could have won, but Mistletoe ultimately is the great. All right. That is. Okay, I think that just about wraps up another fire episode of the Purple Couch. Um, shall I end in the Serenity Prayer? Indeed. Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Amen. Son, Amen. Holy Spirit. Amen. And, if, and that wraps up episode two of yep. the Purple Couch. Going up on Spotify. Thank um, you, Mr. Follow. If you're not already following, you're probably Indeed. already following, but if you're not, smash that follow button. Um, trying to hit a million in like five days. So let's do that. And uh, yeah, we're probably going to. There'll be another episode us. coming out We'd love uh, to hear. more because we're on Christmas break right now. So we're going to try to film like two a week, right? So, yeah, yep. more 30 minutes of awesomeness coming. Um, thank you for being loyal listeners, and see you next time. See you next time. Keep it spicy, Catholics. Okay.